the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Want to scale your growth faster? Games Boost 42 gives you early access to your App Store revenues, allowing you to multiply your growth without losing equity. See how they can help you grow by visiting gamesboost42.com. That once again is gamesboost, the number four, two.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Casey Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content related to helping you grow your app downloads and your revenues. And welcome to our weekly YouTube live streams. I got some feedback, I think, from Louis thing. But hey, I've got a phenomenal guest today. We're going to talk all about the post-IDFA world, how he's been able to pivot his in-person event business into a virtual one, and how he built out this entire beautiful platform to really facilitate everything. So without further ado, let me introduce the guest for this week. And obviously, we're going to take a look at your apps. But the guest this week is Louis Tangang, and he Tangay, and he is the founder of App Growth Summit, a beautiful and great mobile conference that you guys have to check out. And I'm going to pull up all that by going to appgrowthsummit.com. Been able to host and speak there, but uh, happy to have him on. Louis, welcome to the YouTube live stream, my friend. Thank you very much, Steve P. Young, for having me. And hello, everybody out there. Uh, yeah, Steve P. Young actually was the MC of the Experts Corner Stage at our very first event, uh, which was three years ago. That's right. It was in New York, right? Yep, New York. That was a lot of fun, man. Hey, man, let's start with this because, you know, you've been doing this for a long time, this event business, especially in the mobile app business, and things have changed so much, and everybody's talking about this IDFA. What are your thoughts on this post-IDFA world? Well, you know, everyone said everything about IDFA, and I'm not going to talk to you about the technical aspects because there are smart, far, far smarter people than me to talk about that. But the opportunity here, I think, that is that, advertising kind of takes a step back to the old school world where you build your avatar of your perfect user and you communicate with them as opposed to just trying to rely on data and analytics to, to help you figure out where your best channels are. Now we actually have to start talking to humans again. And I would argue that with all the technical uh, abilities that mobile advertising has given people, that I think that we've honestly gotten away from that. Uh, we've gotten away from the human connection in advertising. Uh, so some of the bigger brands do it. We're also going to see a, a merger of brand marketing with performance marketing. So you're not just going to have a dual mindset. I mean, you're not going to have a, a separate mindset. There's going to have to be a dual mindset. And uh, I think that what's incredibly more important, it should have, again, all these things should have been important from the beginning, but what's going to be a paramount importance is your onboarding process. If you, it's going to be way more hit and miss than it's been recently, and you're going to have to speak directly to human beings, and it's, instead of just ticks on a stat sheet. So your onboarding process has to appeal to humans. Doesn't matter how well you're even targeting. Even back with IDFA, if you target expertly and grab the exact perfect users, if your onboarding experience is crap and your UX and your app is crap, then you're not even retaining them or monetizing them anyways. So I think this way it's going to help to shape the industry to make us all better marketers and product owners. Are there any specific tips that you have from an onboarding experience that you're like, hey, this is what we've seen work really well or some best practices that you can share with us? Yeah, I think when it comes down to it, whether it's web, mobile, anything, even an in-store experience, anything you do, it's all about the user experience. So the thing that I think is most important uh, that I've learned years ago is don't make the user think. The more, and it's easy to say, make it intuitive, but basically everything that the, every time the user has to think is an opportunity for them to just bail from it, either close the app or leave the website or whatever uh, the experience is. So don't make them think and uh, have them complete their steps in as little um, amount of steps as possible. Have them achieve their basic initial goals. You should also have a different experience from new users to more advanced users. 
if it's a game, maybe you you have like um, like your early levels are easier. You don't introduce as many features. Like you have to think about the user experience from someone who's never ever touched your app before and never been in your world to the full experience and how someone who's used this for like almost every day for like a few months is going to feel. You have to think about bringing them into the fold. Right. And one person I was talking to, and I think he's here, but I won't call him out. But what I was thinking was like too many times we rely as developers on like a video or, hey, here's this huge tutorial. And you just, just users don't just have the time to go through it. And I was telling them that. And I was just like, look, I mean, I'm impatient. Like you showing me this long where I have to read through eight different or 10 different screens is not worthwhile for me. I'm probably going to exit. And I'm just being brutally honest here with you. Yeah. 100%. Okay, cool. <laughs> I didn't know if you had to take it. All right, I want to say hi to a few people, Louie. But we got Joe who's here week in, week out. Good to see you, brother. We've got the other Joe, or I think we we're going to call her JoJo in Australia. She's here. She's got a cool app. Adrian is here. Celtic, Celtic, you know, you know, that's how the Irish say Celtic. We say Celtic, but they say Celtic. Celtic <laughs> Whispers is here as well. Joe, how's it going? Just preparing one of your apps. That's awesome, man. Christina's here. We got Andy. How's it going, brother? And then Bianca, Bianca, we missed you last week. Where were you? And then Rassi as well. And then my buddy, Johan as well. All right, Louis, you know, during this IDFA stuff, like why do you think Apple is doing this? What's your take on this? Um, I'll first give a shout out to Eric Suford at Mobile Dev Memo because he's written a lot of amazing things on what his impressions of, of this are. Uh, there's one little piece that I think, uh, is that not me, right? I think that is you. I muted everything. So I apologize to everybody. It's like when you tie the Apple thing together, spam calls come in. So Eric Suford's uh, Mobile Dev Memo is a great place, a great resource to listen to everything he wrote. Um, one thing I think is not being said, some people agree with this, some people don't, but hey, we all got opinions, so I might as well use them. I think that it makes the most sense for Apple to want to create their own like version of Facebook audience network. I think Apple wants to do their Apple audience network, create a walled garden of their users so that if you want to target Apple users specifically and with reliability, you'd have to go through their as of yet unnamed and coming soon ad platform. Just kind of like you would do a TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. This way they get to say to their users that your information is private and they get to reap in all those billions of dollars that they're not getting right now. So that's my opinion is that they see the opportunity. They also don't monetize, <coughs> excuse me. They also don't monetize obviously through ad clicks. Uh, so I think that that's an opportunity that if you're placing ads to the Apple audience network uh, to reach other Apple users, iOS users, then there you go. Then I think that they can now get billions and billions of dollars that they never had before. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I'm actually bullish on Apple search ads. We're going to create like a mini course or something around Apple search ads and what I've learned along the way. So I want to answer some questions. Optimize says, hey, Steve, I have 150 downloads and I get about 30 trials a day. Is that a good number or should I be getting more? What can I do to increase that? So I'll take it and then Louis jump in anytime you want. But Optimize, I think that's a really great number. Actually, this was a topic that I really wanted to talk about was if you have a subscription-based app, which I'm assuming you do because of the trials, that's the main number I would be focused on, the conversion. How many trials are being activated and then how many are actually canceling? So one thing I would be interested in Optimize is how many of those activations, those trials are getting into an actual paying user. So I think in App Store Connect, it's called convert to standard price. So how many of those is doing that? And then to really optimize the app, like and get increase that conversion number, we'd have to take a look at it and I can give you more details. But that's my answer for you. Anything you want to add on that, Louis? No, I mean, some of these questions for me are like they're in such a vacuum that uh, the answer to a lot of this stuff is it depends, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And, sorry. <laughs> Bianca says, Steve, in my freemium app, how can I tell what users obtain from Apple search ads end up converting into paying users? I know there's been 
some comments in the field, apps, flyers, adjust. Those are great tools. Actually, branch is a great tool as well, Bianca, because from a keyword perspective, you can really tell like apps, flyer and adjust. They'll give you, these are just mobile app attribution tools, but they'll give you sort of like at a high level, Apple search ads, what's happening. And I, what I believe, I don't think they give you keyword detail. They just tell you at, at a high level, it's Apple search ads. But I think if you want keyword level, you have to check out branch.io as well. Anything you want to add, Louis? No, no you, you, you got all the technical questions. And when it comes down to apps and in-app stuff and data and stuff like that, like I'm more of a marketing guy, front-facing, branding, stuff like that. Nice. All right, man. I just want to give you the opportunity. Bianca's last name, Schreitlin. That's a pretty cool last name. Joe said, Louis is dropping facts, yo. Dropping yeah. facts, Louis. All right. Drink drama. What's happened, Fabio? Hello, hello. Good to see you. Romaine is here. And then Leandro is here. Mr. Z You're really good at pronunciations. Like, hey, Steve. Zagvidute. <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. And then Bianca, thanks, Aftermise, for that. All right, brother. Hey, Louis, I want to ask you about this because because your business was heavily reliant on in-person events, and they're just like, I love your events. They're a great run. And I love hosting the ex expert corners because those were like, you know, like people from big companies providing expert tips. One guy that I really love was Cal from WAG and I just loved his presentation so much. But how is your how been how have you been able to pivot because it's so in person, we have been able to get together in person to a virtual event business. Well, it's, at the beginning I did what like a lot of the other event companies do like you know, the other people that have three letters in their names. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, there's other platforms out there like Hopin, Visibo, Hubalo. There's a bunch of different things, Swapcard. There's a bunch of these platforms. So when we started looking into these, um, Rule the World was another one, that yeah, they just didn't have the same experience because you've been to our events. Like We always like to do something different and more interactive, more fun. And the problem that we saw is each of these other platforms were almost very similar in the fact that every single thing you want to do is on a different page. Now, remember my advice before with don't make me think, it's the same thing. Like, why do I have to separate my experience? Why can't I just be here and experience everything? So we just said, if it doesn't exist, then screw it, we'll make it. So I got with my genius developers that I've known for, you know, a lot of years. <laughs> and we brainstormed this concept and we created our own platform at 0.004% of the budget that the other people have. So we created an all-in-one platform that is uh, running on the latest technology like Node.js or AWS servers have a React chat. So it, it all works perfectly together. So on one screen, you could see uh, the stream, the Q&A chat next to it, and like a Slack-style networking chat underneath that has different topic threads, DMs, uh, direct replies, I mean, quote replies and uh, emojis we just added because people really wanted emojis. And if you hear some weird vibration noises, my bulldog is sleeping literally right here next to me. So uh, that's not some weird noise. It's just a bulldog. Um, so yes, yeah, so we, we created a, our own event platform. So this way everything's on one page and you don't have to go anywhere. You just sit there, chat, everything's going on. And the other thing we did real quick to finalize is, is uh, this is important for online events. I have no idea why no one else thought of this, but it's fine with me that they don't. Um, people don't have all day to sit there watching what is essentially webinar after webinar after webinar. We've got work to do. We've got, hey, look at that next event coming up. So we've got things we all need to do. So we've decided to make every session that we have shorter and more to the point and less fluff, direct uh, direct to the point. So this way you have, uh, this way you have, uh, is that the, okay. That's the next event coming up. Um, is this distracting to you? <laughs> no, I was curious. Uh, I was curious to why the sponsors aren't listed there, but that was probably down here. Somewhere. No, it should be in a tab next to speakers. Uh, look at that. Um, hit refresh. 
Hmm. All right. Well, I'll take a look at that. Um, is this the right year? Yeah, it is. This really not. Yeah, this is not good. Okay. Well, we're going to fix that in two seconds. Um, so anyways, yeah, to finalize, we also made the sessions equally. Uh, we made the sessions quicker. So presentations are 10 minutes, fireside chats are 15, and panels are like uh, 20 to 25, depending on how late they actually run. So this way, uh, we're going to make sure that we um, uh, keep you engaged, keep you entertained, and only give you only ask a few hours of your time, and not all day or like multiple days, because that is like, uh, you know, that's just too much time to ask for people. Like, people are busy, you know? Yeah, I like it. Hey, what's your bulldog's name? Joe, uh, Joe wants to know. Bulldog's name is Palu. Palu, that's right. I was trying to, I knew was, I didn't want to mispronounce it, but I knew it was Palu. All right. Oh, you want to wake up and say hi? Come on. There we go. There he is. Louis came to one of our, one of our first events too in, oh, yeah. in Santa Monica area. And yeah, Palu was there pretty much both days. There he was. Yep, he was there. Oh, and by the way, it's awesome that uh, we uh, we won. We my team we divided into teams and did like a, a little contest, and my team won. So what's up? Nice man. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. In that little contest, I know Louis, dude. Like it was just last year, right before the pandemic hit, when we did your mastermind thing in San Francisco. Man, that was like the last big thing we did. Really sucks. I'm like, oh, this is so much fun looking at my Instagram photos from that event. Yeah, we have two styles of events. One is like the normal conferences, but they're invite only and limited vendors to only our sponsors. Um, and uh, and yeah, go sit down. And then, um, do you have any ad blockers on? Yeah, I do. Okay, so that's why the sponsors tab isn't coming up. I see. But it's okay. Anyone else going there without ad blockers will see it. Because uh, the way that we add the sponsors is like an include image. So it's sometimes uh, ad blockers think that that's an ad, but it's not. Got it. All right. Check it out. Yeah, it is. His next event is going to be April 21st. And then you have to request an event. So just fill out that form. And then it's really top-notch stuff that Louis puts together. Yeah. And a special little uh, thing we're looking at is we're looking at, because New York mm -hmm. And Texas and California are vaccinating people at really big numbers right now. We're looking at having this on a rooftop. Uh, so basically, you can stream it. Everyone's going to stream it like normal on our custom event platform. But then after the normal sessions that are being streamed and, re and everything, then we're going to um, then we're going to have three sessions that are on top of a rooftop with the limited audience that either will bring their vaccination card or show a, a recent uh, COVID test or will be rapid tested to enter. Everyone will be socially distanced wearing masks. But this way uh, with New York at 50% capacity for venues, we're gonna do 25%, spread people out even more and make sure that everyone tests before they come in. Just so that while everyone could watch through the stream, we also do want to make sure that we have a safe and deliberate path back to live events. Cause I think people, as much as, you know, they love these online events, like people really can't wait to just get back into these real events, but they want to do so safely. So we have to make sure we can facilitate that. So true, man. Yeah. I love doing these streams, but I love the in-person ones too. Much more. All right. Star projectors. What's up guys. What's up. What's Elijah up? says, when would you recommend trying to take users out of the app to purchase, to reduce app store fees? So Elijah, be careful because it's actually <laughs> against Apple's terms of conditions. It's not something that I would recommend. However, here's how others have done it. I actually signed up for a calm subscription through an email they sent out and I signed up for their lifetime, but they gave me a pretty nice offer. And so if this is how others have done it. It's not my recommendation, but others have utilized email marketing to get them outside, to get users to purchase outside of the app stores. So just a little thing there. All right. Bianca says, Louie, tell us about your Appy Hour podcast, which <laughs> I'll be a part of in the next season as well. Yeah, our Appy Hour podcast. <laughs> um, 
everyone's got a podcast and their mother and especially in this industry everyone's like trying to be like wicked smart you know and trying to be smarter than the next people give all this technical information but you know app growth summit is a little bit different um not that we're not trying to be smart <laughs> uh but we do want to give good information but we want to package it in a fun and friendly uh environment you know some of these conferences and other things especially podcasts like they're cool to listen to for like informational purposes but unless you you're listening to something like an app masters podcast or something like that it's a little dry you know there's not many steve p youngs out there that can that can give you good information with flavor so we know that we can't compete with the most intelligent out there uh who do all this stuff because you know uh, i just like to produce events do some marketing stuff like that so we decided that we would do more of a talk show format where we would just get together and get to know the actual human individual instead of just essentially interviewing their job or a project they're working on because there's enough of that stuff out there, but there's not enough of just talking and making some jokes and some lighthearted humor uh, and just uh, getting to know the human being. And then we do have to keep it industry related. So there's a section in the middle that we that we call talk nerdy to me. And that's when we'll uh, talk tech and then we'll get right back into the fun stuff too. So it's a really fun time. They're meant to be really short, 15, 20, maybe 25 minutes. Some are a little longer, but around 20 minutes, you pop in a quick shot of the happy hour and then go about your day. Yeah, I love it, man. I love that format. I've been able to tune in to a couple of different episodes too. And you got to really try to keep it light. And I try to keep it light too and serious. All right, Louis, let's get into some of the app audits. And yeah. also I've got a dad joke for you. So I'll try to yes. keep it light as well. And that's what love I like to do. Joke. All right. You know, it was a funny thing. The You can tell that it's a dad joke when your family groans, but the stranger dad behind you is actually laughing. That's, yeah. that, that, that's the definition of a dad joke. I love that. All right. Because it's an international audience, I know we got people from Kenya here that I might have missed right here. Rassi from Kenya. Yeah, I love it, man. And we got Australia, Ireland. All right, I'm going to give you this joke. Imagine, imagine Americans switch from pound to kilograms overnight. Imagine Americans switch from pound to kilograms overnight. There would be mass confusion. All right. <laughs> Let's get into our first app here. We've got this app that I will pull up. This is a ment. Shoot, I'm not. I should really look at the pronunciation. <laughs> oh, and our friend from Kenya, come to our event in May. We actually are doing an EMEA thing, and we're having a, an actual uh, session on African apps, and we're talking like, you know, sub-Saharan Africa, not like South Africa. So we've got some Nigerian apps and stuff like that so come on in yeah nigeria's hotbed i've had a couple of different clients from nigeria that we've been able to work with all right i've seen these designs i think it's you know how to pronounce this mendy designs i would say mendy mendy okay mendy designs all right ahmed says let's take a look at the user engagement so this is really popular especially i believe in india my wife's half indian and people love doing this so let's take a look at the app i think from um you know you might want to focus more on I'm just giving you feedback on ASO. Like this is good. I don't know if HD and simple are good keywords to go after. Like one of the things I like to do is just put in, I know it's probably hard to come up with, but they're designed your main keyword and look at this 2000, I think I saw 2021, this one. So think about all these different keywords that you can optimize for rather than HD simple offline images. And then if I can read your text properly, I should probably share my difference between many designs, app good for offline and online. So app good for online and offline services. Here, let me blow this up because I'm having trouble reading this. You guys are probably having trouble reading this too. All right, so let's take a look at the app because he really wants us to focus more on the user engagement, but I would still try to get more on the download side because you're not gonna get user engagement if you can't get downloads either. And I had this all set up. Let me try again. Yeah, then you won't even know uh, if your product's that good if you don't have a large enough sample. Yeah, exactly. Cute. All right. Let's take a look. Here it is. 
Okay, I love this. Hand designs, really front and center. Foot designs, bridal designs. Kids. It's men, not mans. Mm. Love it. I don't know where you're trying to monetize. Maybe everything is free right now. So let's try to figure that out. But that's what I'm missing. If you are trying to monetize, you should have some place on this screen where, you know, like I can this, see the monetization. Is this a first time user experience? Is this like yes, you it just is. Sure. Yep, I just yielded so, me up. So I would assume that this is just informational because there's no call to actions. There's no obvious, like, what do I do now? It's just kind of like, here's a bunch of Mendy designs. So if you want to get some Mendy designs on you, it's just kind of like an inspo board. That's what it looks like. Right. looks like that to me too. Okay. Let me see. Uh, it's the Pinterest of Mendy. Yeah. Right. Okay. So let's look at, back of the hand because that's what i would do if i were doing this actually let's go to men yeah maybe we'll get, do something for the weekend here dude uh, anything mm, a little blacker i like this one yeah the little blacker represent. so these yeah looks like what you just said it looks like it's just a pinterest for these designs so if that's now, the case how, how could we monetize this right like, could there be links to like local Mendy designers that I can apply it? Mm -hmm. You can affiliate that way and then get a percentage of it. I mean, if you're going to go through all this work, you might as well try to, uh, obviously you can add monetize. It doesn't look like there's anything. Yeah. It looks like it's just a bunch of Pinterest designs. I thought when I was going into it, it would be, it would allow us to kind of figure out what, how to do these designs but it looks like it's just even pinterest man like i'll look at it and then i'll get instructions yeah i wonder if there is there, are there any links to the original source so that maybe if this is from a designer then maybe they can learn more by clicking through and get a yeah i think you can get old fast there it looks like this is a oh it says test ad but there's an ad right here layout oh. Um, is this released? This isn't pre-release, right? No, this is released. Okay, so it says test ad. So yeah. obviously, if you're going to do a sort of a test ad, you might as well do a house ad for like, if you have another app, click, you know, never just have that wasted real estate. If it's going to serve, serve something. Yep, I, I like I like that suggestion. Um... Yeah, it looks like he is adding some video tutorials. Not there yet, okay. but it is just all about design. As I'm looking through the long description, isn't it isn't helpful? So I think from a user engagement perspective, as I'm looking at your app store just descriptions a little bit up front, I would. It's it gets old after a while. Like it's sort of just like, hey, this is the design's cool. Am I going to take it to a tattoo artist? You know, like what's the next step? I think you got step one, which is a nice little prototype, but then what's step two, what's your ultimate goal? Is it to monetize off the video tutorials? If that's the case, then I would start building that out and I would try to monetize as early as possible. Don't wait too much until you get more and more downloads because the downloads you are getting, I would try to see if they are monetizing, even if it's still a handful of people that are coming in. Here's something. Um, so Mendy, is usually basically it's for like to make the bride feel good on her wedding day. So right. there could be other tie-ins with, uh, with other wedding providers, other affiliates like that. I mean, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a lot of opportunities to tie in with others in an affiliate way. Yeah, I think so too. And people are saying, I don't think the app is live yet. Is it? I think it is live. Cause I don't see any like pre-order or, Anything. I saw it on on Google Play. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's live going. Live, right. live, live. Andy. Okay, so we got people from everywhere. I like to check them out. All right, I love that people. Elijah is in Mexico. What's happening? Johan, Denmark. All right. All right. Well, do you have an ad mob test ad running? Yeah, that's right, Joe. I'm glad you caught that in as well. And then. Jojo says call, tutorials would be a good fit. So Ahmed, take that. And then Bianca, love the affiliate idea for the Mendy app. 
So great community that we have here. I love uh, Bianca. Community. I love Bianca. Hit me up on LinkedIn. Let's uh, get you at an event because she yeah. seems to want to know a lot about this stuff. She's got a great app that she just launched too. Oh, yeah? Right. Well, definitely. It's a coherency now. All right, Louis. So let's go into the next app. But before we sure. do, let's hit another dad joke. All right. Yes. So we don't have ads, we have dad jokes. <laughs> why did Karen press control alt delete? Why did Karen press control alt delete? I don't know, Steve. Why did Karen? Well, Louie, she wanted the task manager. Where's my stinking bell? I need that. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> it took me a while to get that. She's like, duh, they want the task manager. She can tell to tell. All right. Well, Christina's here, so let's not waste any time to give Christina some feedback. Christina says, overall experience of using the app and sharing the app. So let me pull up her app. It's right here called First, Rex. I'd like to say this is incredibly brave of all of these app people because they have no idea who the hell I am or what we're about to say. So uh, kudos to you for, you know, for doing this. Yes. Agreed. Because it's not, it's not easy hearing feedback. And if you guys want your apps to be audited, go check out appmasters.com slash audit. Next time I've ever plugged oh. there. I'm professional Ding. here. <laughs> well, Louis, the cool thing is we've seen good experience. And so in a couple of weeks, we're going to have, we, the cool thing is I've been doing this for almost a year now and we've been looking at apps and I've been getting emails from people. So I always tell you, if things don't work, please let me know. If they do work, please let me know because we're getting some tremendous emails about like 12X revenue, 300% increase in revenue that somebody else is going to come on in a couple of weeks. And so we've been getting people back on to share what they've changed and how these app audits have helped them as well. So that's an amazing testimonial for you. You should make like a promo video of that. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to, we, and we did cut something up from our previous live stream. Cause he was just like very, very much complimentary of this stuff. All right. looks like cool. Christina's got a wraps app. It is fun to easy way to share gifts, the ultimate gift sending app. The thing is I don't, get what the app entirely is yet do you louie from just the screenshots and stuff well i have an ios so i actually did download and try to jump into this so i'm sure that there'll be a comment coming soon but when it says giving gifts to me it looks like that it's kind of like an amazon affiliate i would think either okay. that or you're trying to compete with amazon or something or maybe you can do I would assume you'd have to enter it. Well, I guess we'll find out, but I would assume the gift sending app, I would assume like you would, well, it says birthday for fun. So then there would be a bunch of affiliate links and they would drop ship them. Right. I'm not sure. So that's, that's my feedback to you, Christina. If I'm just looking at the app store right now, from an ASO perspective, you definitely want, you know, good keywords in your title which you don't have. So add something to Oh, wrap. I see, virtual gift wrap. Yeah, virtual gift wrap to share. And then I'm, I'm kind of reading through the description, which most people will not do because your second screenshot is a little bit wordy. And on the app store, you're just not gonna be able to read some of this text right here, but I'll, I'll kind of read through it just because we, we're looking at it. Wrap a picture of your gifts with an endless supply of virtual gift wrapping paper to share with your family and friends and let them unwrap the fun. All right. So I guess we'll learn is what I'm confused about with that is, do they also need the app to quote unquote unwrap this? Or is this something that they get in an email? Like those blue, mm -hmm. I don't know what it was, blue Nile, I think. Those yeah. like e-card sending things. Yeah, I remember. That's what it feels like to me right now. But that's our first experience of the app store when we're, okay. when we're coming into this app. Gift sharing, really. All right. But I don't know what that means, gift sharing. So, because we'll, we'll gift that. share, it says virtual gift. And they said, she said, yes, they need the app. Okay. So it looks like a, yeah, a virtual gift. Well, I get the logic that if you send them a gift, a gift, then they need the app. So the logic would be to increase your user base organically. Right. So I get that. But I don't know that people are actually going to do that. Well, I guess Let's you see. find out. <laughs> I wanted to give her that feedback just because. All right. So here again, think Christina, like you have to think as a drunken download, like 
Let's just <laughs> pretend I forgot what the app was all about. And the fact that I have to sign up makes me feel like, oh, for what? What am I signing up for? So. Yeah, this is a hard bounce right here. This is actually what I want. What I was going to say is the same exact thing. Like, you got to get us to use the app because now we have a multi-step registration process before we ever get in. I'd love to see your conversion numbers from your downloads so that people actually signed up. I would assume it's incredibly low, but yeah. maybe the maybe the forced sign-up wall works for you. Okay. But I, I don't even know what I'm doing yet or what the app is, so I, I definitely wouldn't sign up. Yeah, it looks like she's offering some guidance for us. So okay. upload a picture of a gift they have ordered online. Yeah, so if the gift hasn't come in yet, maybe you ordered it late. So I guess, hey, Louie, I've got a present for you. You gave me a great present that some like fancy champagne. And it's like, hey, it's coming, but I send you a virtual one so that you get to unwrap it. And then instead of just like the normal Amazon box, that's what I'm assuming, Christina, that's what this app is all about. So I'll hit register. If that's a use case, Christina, let me know in the comments, but I'm gonna assume that's the use case. I'm gonna hide my registration stuff. Password is password one, two, three. <laughs> it's one forest one. That was the <laughs> older dad joke. <laughs> All right. So while we're here, um, yeah. So, so to Steve's point about that, since we're looking at this, the ultimate gift sending app, since it's virtual gifts, I would definitely put that. And and I could tell you for sad certainty <laughs> that people don't read, you know especially smaller text, the more you type, you just have to figure out how to bullet point the thing with their benefits of send a virtual gift, get it unwrapped or whatever your points are. Yeah, here, you know, she's asking for a subscription, which we actually recommend is a good, common, best place practice to do. I just don't know much about the app yet. So that's why those critical onboarding screens are important because it reminds me what I'm getting into and then you hit me with the offer, so. Yeah, this is cool because then if they're interested, then you can go to the registration page. Right, so I'm gonna, and the, the thing that I would op optimize for this is like, let's say I wanted to buy it, I'm assuming I have to tap on this 299, which feels a little bit small for me, right? Like the big button is skip, yeah, exactly. Like the so, little buy button is like this tiny little thing. So I'm going to try to tap on like free other places. And it doesn't look like I have to really tap on the little link, the $2.99 a month link. So, yeah, so the skip should be the $2.99. And then the yeah. the skip text should be underneath that button small where yeah. it should say skip. Yeah, exactly. So like skip should say like start free trial or something like that. I would yeah. recommend probably putting a trial and then put a little skip text or a little Xbox at the very top. Okay. So let's see. All right. For dogs. Let's do for dogs. All right. You're a dog lover. Okay. Oh, so look at that. Here's my <laughs> Here's my thing. What should I send your dog? Maybe some sunglasses? Maybe this little chewable? Yeah, food? sure. There you go. Boom. My dog's Boom. about to get a gift. All right, I'm going to wrap it up. Confirm selection. Next. Okay. Next. Dog wrapper. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text it to myself. See what happens when I text it to myself. Thing is, this has no text messaging. Oh, okay, interesting. I will. Let me see if I can just get this link and airdrop this link. Actually, here I'll email it to myself. I'll take a look. Hmm. Can't wait to see what my dog gift looks like. Nothing was happening, Christina, on the the email side of things. So I don't know why. We're waiting a moment. 
It's a little bit slow. All right, let me again text myself without publicly giving out my cell phone number to everybody. It is 818. No. <laughs> Five 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 five. Uh, that that didn't work for me because this thing isn't connected to anything. All right, I'm gonna try to do this again, but that's just because I wish the email worked, Christine. I don't know why it's not working. You tried to send a text and the email, and neither worked. Yeah. Also, this was the text is just because my phone isn't connected to. Any number, this is just my extra phone. But oh, one okay. thing that caught me off guard too is, let's say I pick dogs, I take this picture. So, so far so good. I hit the round paper. Confirm. And then I'm hit with next again, which is kind of weird, right? Like I would just yeah, go- One step, two step, three step. And then I'm hit with another next button that I have to hit, but I'm assuming that I can like add more stuff. Off. Yeah, right here should so, be the next. Which I don't really care about. Yeah. The best I'm going to try to do with this is... Hey, Christina, if you can send in a link or maybe even... Can you take that link and paste it in your browser? No, I guess you yeah, can't because you're on the phone. So. so I'll try to airdrop this. Probably airdrop it. Airdrop. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's sort of my feedback. I do like that there's long sections, but I'm assuming I think you just have to get better with the messaging as well. All right. Yeah, and I do I'll think. You make All right, Christina, just email me a link of the virtual gift so that we can check it out as well. Yeah, and I think you do make a good point where it's like you don't want to send the user forward to them backwards or at least apparently backwards, like have them step one, yeah. then step two, then to send it as quickly as possible. Joe says an app preview video for wraps would be very useful. Seems like a unique yeah. concept that a video can sell. And then quite honestly, I would use that advice, Joe. I would use that advice for everything. You should always have like a cool video that explains everything because people don't want to read. If you had a cool video that showed the application of it, how it's used, and like, oh my God, send virtual gifts today, you know, something like that. Yeah. And then Joe says the resolution of your first App Store screenshot is very poor. Green, Kalyani, a bit late. All good. Better late than never. And then the Joe agrees the call to action is skip, which probably shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Agree. Do, 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 do. Uh, got a big stuck here. There. Do, do. Bianca says wraps is a really fun idea. Screenshots could promote touchless, safe, fast gift sharing during this crazy pandemic. I love that. And then Bianca wins the most positive award ever today. Yeah, she she's very positive. All right, and then Receipt Catcher says, I think the next is there to give an opportunity to confirm. Yeah, I agree, but then it feels like, eh, not really necessary. It's a couple of different taps to get me to the ultimate goal, right? That was right. an interesting name. Their parents just knew that they'd be into this business. <laughs> what do you mean? The, what are you going to name your baby? Receipt. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Catcher. I'll write that on the birth certificate. Oh, I love it. That's not a scripted dad joke, but that is dad type humor. Raul says, Can we share App Store app with AdMob ads link in Facebook or YouTube description or just anywhere? Can we share can we share App Store app with AdMob ads link in App Store? Oh, app link. I don't think you can do it on YouTube. I think it blocks all those different links. So Raul, if you want your app audited, just appmasters.com slash audit. And Receipt Catcher says, I don't how much do I charge? They're absolutely free. If you want a premium one where you can sit down with me for an hour, that's $300. But for these YouTube stuff, it's all free. So just fill out that form. We do have a long list. But they're priceless. Yeah, this is priceless. All right, Christina said, emailed you a link. Okay, cool. I will check that out as well. Louie, anything you want to... Talk about while I pull all the stuff up. No, I think uh, I think uh, 
while you're pulling up the next stuff, I'll just kind of riff on the power of video is super, uh, well, I guess powerful. That was so lame. <laughs> no, but you, you have to embrace the power of video and the, the and when it, a video is done well, because actually before all this event stuff, I worked for two different film studios. So building up the TV spots and the trailers and things like that to advertise for the movies and stuff like you know, that's the stuff that's been tried and true. Video, television commercials from way back in the day, like that's the stuff that we're all used to motivating, the, getting us to be motivated to buy a product or try something out. And even today, when you look, uh, banner ads are very effective, but um, video is pretty much always where it's going to be. And if you can string together a decent video that's not too long and, and wordy, like, what I'm doing right now <laughs> and just to the point, show some examples and show some benefits, happy people doing it. Uh, that's always good too. Yeah, and you can you. find this stuff super cheap online these days. I hate saying that cause I had a marketing agency and I hated the super cheap online stuff cause it dug into my business, but that's just reality. You can find green screen. You can find happy people using something with the green screen on their screen. And then you can superimpose your app over it. I mean, there's a lot of things you could do these days pretty easily. Yeah. So Christina, I'm not seeing anything. So I got your email, right? I'm tapping on this. This takes me to the app and then nothing's happening. So I'm not sure what's happening with that. My wraps, maybe? Wrappers. I'm it's rappers, my rappers. Rappers. So, anyways, that's not happening. That's not working for me. Kalyani, I got you. I got you. I got you. All right. She said, I, he, he, I don't know if it's he or she actually, but like said, I missed this comment. I did not miss your comment. Recently, Apple started auto correcting keywords during App Store search on App Store. This seemed to affect my keywords. I have some keywords which are typos or spelling mistakes. Any thoughts? If there's enough volume for it, then definitely put it in there. If there's not, it's not worth it. I know for one of our clients, we got them to be number one for a misspelling of a very popular word and it had traffic and low competition. And so if there is misspelling for that particular keyword and there's traffic, definitely go after it. Like Peloton is definitely one that gets misspelled a lot. And I'm a big Peloton fan. So that's how not your comment. Joe says, Louie, you inspired me to fire up After Effects to create some App Store previews, videos. Do it. Yeah. Oh, and here's a, here's a tip. I don't know if you could do a link or whatever, but Envato Market, E-N-V-A-T-O dot market or whatever. Envato Market. Uh, you can get some really great stuff there uh, affordably. I don't like to say that cheap because that equates to quality, but affordably. I think their thing is, is it called like Video River or something like that? Yeah, there's a lot. And and they actually have this new thing. I, I think it's like a hundred bucks a year or something. It's called Elements, where basically you have full subscription on you know, carp launch, just download everything for throughout the entire term. Uh, of course, it's not as premium as some of the stuff you'd pay $20, $30 for on the Envato market. But this way I have both because I use that. I also have Adobe stock because you know, I just gotta have everything for this stuff. Yeah. Like Joe Grease and Vato elements are the best. Boom. Thank you, Kong. Timer or Joe. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Ozzy, Ozzy. All right. Let's see. And I think Chris, let's see if Christina can get back into it. All right. Do, 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 do. All right. Andy says, could or should video be put into the screenshots? I think I remember something about being a hit, hit or miss tactic. Yeah, Louis. So I did say, and we've had people on talking about ASO in the past that app store videos great for games should definitely have but for other other categories and that's why i would take louis advice get it done cheaply because sometimes it's does increase conversions sometimes it actually hurts conversions too from an app store video but i think what louis was also alluding to was if you want to run facebook ads like videos are probably the way to go to there yeah and, and here's all the words in your mouth no no that all that is 100 percent accurate and i'll also add the caveat that like just because a video doesn't work for aso doesn't mean that videos don't work for aso it might be that that's just a bad video you know like 
like if, if I go up to play a, a piano and I can't play Mozart, then it's not the piano's fault. You know, it's like a lot of people say, like when I did a lot more small business marketing with our agency that was pre-events, uh, I heard a lot of people say, ah, Facebook ads don't work. Well, obviously they do. It's just, you just have to figure out the right one. So I would say that in this particular case with the rappers, a video would be helpful to have us understand what we're going to do with it. But All right, people are loving Envato in the comments. Raul says, my AdMob account got suspended when I shared my app link in Facebook group. That's weird, Raul. I'm not sure that's the real reason you got ad. I mean, people share apps in Facebook groups and all the places all the time, yeah. so I don't know why that would that cause sounds, it to thing. Yeah, that sounds coincidental. Rassi says, which one would you recommend between rewarded ads and rewarded interstitial ads? I think you mean rewarded video ads versus interstitial? Yeah. Because, but video ads definitely are the way to go. Reward of video ads. Yep. Yeah, Move Foxer is here. Wanted to make sure. And then because my son jumped into the comment, I've got another dad joke that is son related. And then we'll hit uh, the last app. How's that crossover going, Noah? <laughs> he's, he's, we've been playing a lot of video games together. All right. Louis, I just got a PS5 for my son, Noah. Just got a PS5 for my son, Noah. Best trade ever. Ba -dum -chum. Yay. <laughs> All right, that let's look at the last dad, dad joke. Because some dads would be like, oh, where do I find that store? You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got this last app from Jarrell. Jarrell Clemens. Overall, first-time user experience. What could be improved, I think, is the... So it's got a, a video player app. It's a free video playing app that blocks video ads while playing videos. I'm assuming you're playing YouTube videos and you're blocking all the ads that we don't make any money off of. So that we as content creators stop making money off of this stuff. Hmm. Right. A thousand installs. Looks like just updated. Don't know when it was launched, but let's take a look at this particular app. Okay. How are we on time, Louis? Oh, I'm good. Whatever. I'm I'm all yours, Steve. Just living the life. Yeah, living the dream. My dog wants to go out, but he can hold it for another 20 hours. I mean, kidding. No. <laughs> yeah. Yvette links to the to access links to the user's YouTube account. Only connected Yvette can access user subscribe channels. Okay. Good to know. Uninterrupted. Be referral before your 30 day trial ends. Invite your friends to download your video. Okay. Let's watch videos. Ooh, now I have to log in again. So essentially, instead of paying YouTube 10 bucks, you'd pay a vet X dollars. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that what the market is for this type of stuff, but we will find out. Right now, I'll just say, like, I'm reluctant to give you all this data without, like, being able to watch a video without this. So let's yeah, see. We, we have to be able to like, I say that's good advice for everything. Like these like walls are great to try to acquire information and I get it, but you gotta have us experience the app. Yeah. So here, watch. See, edit. This is get, see, edit and permanently delete your YouTube videos. Right? This is where I'm kind of like, uh, I really don't want to let you do this. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely not do that. Yeah. So it's like a YouTube helper. Like, I don't understand why I wouldn't just go to YouTube. Um, so I did deny it, and then it said, view your YouTube. I'm going to deny this as well. Yeah, we, we don't – it's not that we don't trust you necessarily. We just don't trust any application to control our YouTube accounts. Right. Unless um, you don't. Unless you're someone who's like a total like casual user and doesn't upload videos and doesn't care. But then again, if you can allow that type of access, how do we know that even though I'm sure you're not, yeah, how do we know that you're not putting up your own ads and other type of weird material on our channels unlisted? Yeah, it's still asking me for all this stuff. All right. I'm going to cancel this. Let's see if I can log into a different account. But Rudy says market is huge because YouTube is really crazy with the ads. Two minutes of video, 30 seconds of ads. 
All right. Yeah, I agree. But I think what I would do for this as well is before in the before screens, I would try to show a little bit more social proof. Like, hey, we're trusted. People love us. Maybe put some testimonials right before you hit me with this screen so that when I'm about to give you access to some of these things, I'm more like, oh, I don't mind giving you access. So right now, like my entire YouTube stuff is connected to this. Whereas I'm a content creator. I don't want anything happening just because I gave you access to this. So that's my piece of advice for you. I will try to connect. Hopefully nothing freaking happens. Yeah, and, and if YouTube is crazy with the ads, like someone else said, you can pay YouTube 10 bucks a month, yeah. have YouTube, Premiere Pro, something like that, premium, whatever it is. And then you don't have to watch any ads. Um, so I don't know how much they're going to charge for a subscription because they said you get a free trial. So they're going to charge you something. So essentially, like, even if this is like two bucks, like the difference is eight dollars, you know, just I mean, sorry, guys, <laughs> but just pay pay YouTube. Yeah, the weird thing is I can't access a different YouTube account, my Gmail account now. So I don't know if this is just a an app thing, but every time I hit cancel, I can't give you a different oh, I got YouTube you, yeah. Google account than the one I already yeah. gave you. So, so they might, yeah. But anyways, I will, that's my feedback for you right now is kind of just give me social proof before you ask me for the login. Cause I'm a little bit hesitant to give you access to everything in my YouTube, especially as a content creator. Maybe if I didn't create content, I wouldn't care as much, but I do kind of care and I should be a little bit more strict with the, the apps that I signed up for. All right, Joe agrees, red flags left and right with this one. I agree with that too. Although we yeah. don't think there's a huge market opportunity as well. All right, let's, Louie, thank yeah, you so much for coming on and doing this, man. Is there anything else you want to talk about that I might've missed? No, I just, uh, you know, happy Friday to everybody. Thanks for everyone who showed up to do this, uh, to watch this, uh, because none of you probably know who the hell I am. So you're still here. <laughs> so thank you. And as far as, of course, of course, thank you, Mr. Steve P young and, uh, check out app masters, hire him. If you've got a smaller indie type app or hire him, if you get a giant brand app too. hire him, period. Uh, thanks. Look Lee. at that. Well, Rassi, I want to end up with a couple of comments too. Rassi recently introduced, he said, Google recently introduced rewarded interstitial ads, different from inter interstitial ads, but still in beta mode. Okay, Rassi, if that's the case then, I didn't know that, but if that's the case, rewarded anything is much better than just popping it up and ruining the user experience. So when yep. let people opt in, give them the opportunity. We're actually running a couple of different things with our clients where we're doing, we're stacking an app advice campaign with a rewarded video type. And we're seeing really good results with that. So I can share that in the future, but really cool stuff. DNA has got a good joke. What's the best thing about, all right, I'm not gonna use that because there's homelessness involved and I don't wanna offend anybody, but read it in the comments. Rewarded interstitial ads are a new type of ads from AdMob, thank you. Hey, I'm learning. I love this community. I'm learning along the way. I sent a Christina did send a small video if that helps. All right. It does help Christina, but we are using the app as if, you know, we're first time users for you. And so I want to give you that first time user experience too. I think that's it. All right, guys. Well, I will end with this. Louis is a great dude. The calm Jojo says it's been great. Thanks, Louis and Steve. It is appgrowthsummit.com. Let me pull up the website again, appgrowthsummit.com. Check out the Appy Hour podcast. And if you can make it, go check out Louis' event. It is invite only. The virtual one, April 21st, is the New York one. So if you're in New York and you could possibly make it, maybe you got vaccinated already, go check it out. It is really top-notch. Uh, the speakers are top-notch. Sure. The content is just top-notch sure. as well. Thank you. Just to make sure the there is a component that is live. The event is not all live. So it'll be a virtual event. Just the last few sessions will be live that you'd have to do that but you can register for it you don't have to be one of the 40 people to show up uh and if and you'll watch the live stream for the whole three and a half hours hey louis which one of these do you feel pretty confident that's going to be in person again berlin san francisco um austin 
Austin 100% is going to be in person. Exactly. We've already had like dozens of people saying they will fly down to Austin because uh, we just moved the company to Austin from California. Oh, nice. Uh, so this way it is in, you know, along with millions of other people <laughs> that are coming to Austin. Um, so you're wait, in Austin right now? Yeah, I'm in Austin right now. I moved here a couple months ago. So it's okay. awesome. Awesome in Austin. <laughs> awesome in Austin. Yeah. Hey, I hopefully yeah. I'll be there too to yeah, yeah. be there and do some things together. Cause I've been wanting to get out to Austin. I got a friend, Charles, longtime friend of mine in the app space who's out, who's out in Austin. So maybe usually what I do with Louis stuff is I'll put together a little small event right before his and just sort of wipe ride that wave and go straight into Louis event. So Austin, November 3rd, be there, but check out app growth summit for all of Louis events. And hopefully we'll see you in person come in November. Hopefully all this, will be eventually over. Louis, if the audience wants to follow up with you personally, do you want to send them anywhere else besides appgrowthsummit.com? Yeah, I mean, you can find me on LinkedIn. You see my name right there. And if you do a Google search on me, like I'm the only one, I come up right away. So I've been doing this for way too many years. So I'm pretty SEO to my own name. That's easy. There's not many of us, but yeah, hit me up on LinkedIn. Awesome. And Guys, I am out next week. We're going out to Crater Lake. So nice. we're going to be out next week, next Friday, but the week after I'll be back April 9th to share with you an indie success story. I know you guys love hearing from them and it is from just someone following the content and now he's been able to grow his app. So I was like, Nick, come on, share your success story. Tell us what you did to improve the sales, downloads, all that jazz. So stay tuned for that April 9th. I'll miss you guys, but I'll be back April 9th. All right. Have a great weekend. I'll see you guys. Thank Tune you. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.